welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author R.E. May. Thanks so much for being here, Rachel. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know you're one of my favorite people on the whole yeah. planet. So yeah, we're Rachel have- and I have a long <laughs> history together, so I'm super excited to record this podcast <laughs> today. But since they don't know what I know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Okay. So I write under the pen name R.E. May. Um, that's where you can find my work in Why I Choose Mafia Romance. Um, but my my real name is Rachel May, and I am an author and book coach. Uh, so I do most of my work in book coaching, where I coach tenacious writers to write the book of their freaking dreams and figure out the writing process that works best for them. So I just live in the writing world in all shapes and forms. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And you get to live in Denver, which I'm super Mm -hmm. excited about because for our listeners, there's actually going to be a several Why Choose uh, podcast authors at Readers Take Denver in April. So if you haven't joined the wait list for those tickets, uh, definitely get on that now. Yeah, (laughs) then you can come see us because we're going together. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. Alrighty. So we're going to start with just a little bit more about how you got into the world of writing. So tell us a little bit about your early writing um, and then tell us about how you got into the why choose genre. Okay. (laughs) I love this. So uh, writing started for me when I became a reader and I became a reader in about middle grade. My brother was a huge reader and I always thought it was the most boring thing. My parents would try to buy me like Nancy Drew books, you know, just all sorts of things, but it was, it just didn't stick. I, I didn't love it. But then I got into fantasy in about middle grade. And at that point, it just took off. Like I couldn't stop myself. I was, I was the, you know, the girl in high school that was sitting in between classes reading like a book a day almost. And like I got my books taken away, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that. I was a rebel in the book department. Um, around that time, though, I was like, I really want to make people feel the way that I feel when I read books. Maybe I could try writing. So I wrote, you know, I diddle daddled in all sorts of different you know, notebooks, writing stuff. Mm-hmm. I started my first, my first ever fantasy novel, <laughs> YA, around that time. And I just couldn't stop myself. So I wanted to um, become an editor. I went to school to become an editor. And then once I graduated from college, went into the startup world, worked, you know, a career path. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met my business partner, Emily, who you also know. And we decided to start our business, Golden May, and become book coaches. Meanwhile, I wrote a bunches of drafts. Um, I became a parent and had to find out like a whole new harmony between work and writing and parenthood and, um, you know, being a partner, just balance. I don't love that word. I usually call it harmony, but uh, it's it's been like my whole life of trying to, this is the dream. I want to do it. And I had read actually lots of reverse harem, which why choose in manga. And that's when I first was introduced to reverse harem. But then I met you. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, you were one of my very first book coaching clients. And we have worked together for almost four years, three years, a long yeah. time, mm-hmm. a long time. And when I found out you you didn't come to me with a Why Choose project, Mm-mm. but we started to talk about it. And eventually I did get to work on your um, Why Choose series, The Unitam Realm. 
And at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I had never read a Why Choose print book. I had only read manga. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got it. I can get into this. <laughs> uh, and I know we're going to talk about my book, but those the idea of manga and Why Choose being very connected for me, it's going to come back around just right. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I think I remember recommending like the first few books to you too and yeah. getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you like had read all weekend and like hadn't done anything. Do. <laughs> anything. Yeah. So I read your first uh, book by her site in like one night. I was like, I'll start it, whatever. And then I read it all in one night. I was up really late. And I think I texted you the next day. I was like, yeah, I need more. more like- <laughs> and then I think the next one I read was the Rowan series. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I, I forget. Is it called the Killian Blade? I think mm-hmm. it's what it's called. Yeah read those super fast. Um, and then definitely been like a little obsessed since then. If ever I can get my hands on a Why Choose book, give it to me. I'm going to yep. read it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit about your book then and kind of that jump into the genre and how it yes. all interconnects with the manga. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's how it all interconnects. So I am a huge fan and have always been obsessed with a manga called Yona of the Dawn by an author called um, Kusanagi Mizuho. And I love this manga. It's a beautifully written um, historical fantasy with like hints of romance in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the main character of this story is a princess who's basically lost her kingdom and she has to search out the help of the dragons, these mythical beings to um, help her fulfill a prophecy basically. Yeah. And it, it, this manga is my favorite manga, but it is not why choose. Mm-hmm. I have always read this manga and been like, she should have all of them. <laughs> like, yes. Why does why does she only have to need one? Like, <laughs> there's five guys. Like, mm-hmm. share the love. So, in the back of my head, I've always wanted to write a retelling of this story or a story inspired by it, basically. But I haven't. I didn't want to write it historical and I didn't quite know how I wanted to adapt it. So it's just been in the back of my head for probably a solid five or six years of like, I love the story. I'd love to be able to write a story inspired by it. Meanwhile, over this past summer, I also became obsessed with mafia romance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I realized in like an epiphany that (laughs) – I could retell Yona of the Dawn or I could write a story. It's not a retelling. It's really inspired by. Yeah. But I could write a story that's inspired by my favorite manga in a mafia romance and I can make it why choose and it could be <laughs> my greatest like fan fiction love story for how this should actually work. It adapted so well. It just took off for me and I I fell in love with it. I love I love the mafia romance genre. It's fun. It's fast paced. It's so spicy, you know, um, and it worked really well with like the story. Yona of the Dawn is still full of action. It's still full of tons of character growth. It's like a very well written story. So I 10 out of 10 recommend it if you're just looking for like, oh, I should read. Let me read something cool. So it it adapted so well. um, And I've just been loving every minute. I wrote the first draft in like two months and 
Yes. I it really quickly. Yeah. And that's not, that's not, I'm a fast writer, but I'm not typically like, okay, let me write it as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. But I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that moment, I think, I think a lot of Why Choose authors have that moment when we, in early media, where, where we're just like, why choose one of them? Like, yeah. you know, the love triangle doesn't make sense. Exactly. Like, end up with all of them. Yes. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> that's exactly it I was like there's no no she doesn't need just one like I love them all I love them all individually I think they're mm-hmm. all great so what are we doing yeah like- <laughs> <laughs> what's happening yeah so tell me a little bit more about the main characters in your book starting with your female main character and then kind of then we'll get into more about how you build your harem okay so Leona is my main character um, and she is part of the Italian mafia. Um, she's a mafia princess, and she has always grown up with this um, assumption that she's going to marry essentially one of her childhood friends uh, mm-hmm. that she's grown up with and is basically like a mafia prince. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always assumed she's going to marry him. Um, she wants to, but it's kind of clear that he does not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. The two of them also have another best friend um, named Caspian. And he is Leona's bodyguard. And the three of them have grown up together. So the story starts, and this is not like a spoiler, but the story starts with the three of them. Um, and Leona is expecting pretty much a proposal from Max, who is her other childhood friend. But instead of proposing to her, he actually murders her father and takes <laughs> control of his leg- of his empire and steals Leona's legacy. So uh, Leona and her bodyguard, Caspian, have to go on the run. And they're running for their lives and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, and they're being chased by, you know, hitmen. And, you know, there's a there's a contract out for Leona's life um, because Max is trying to hunt her down. So Leona decides that she's going to enlist the help of the Four Shadows, which is a covert, like elite assassination organization. She's going to find these assassins and get them to help her kill Max so she can take back her legacy, her father's mafia empire. Uh, So that's the journey that we go on. Leona starts as kind of spoiled, like a a, a spoiled mafia princess attitude, like expects everything to kind of go her way, expects, um, you know, expects Max to just love her because Mm -hmm. why not? It's their roles. (laughs) Um, Like she's a mafia princess. He's a mafia prince. Like they're meant to be together. And she has to undergo this really large journey of self-discovery going through like the pain of losing her father and losing all of her future and deciding like, is she going to fall really hard into revenge? Is she, um, you know, what is she going to do to take back her legacy? Does she even want it? What are they going to, what is, what is her relationship like with Caspian now who has been obsessed with her since they were kids and how do they navigate that? The more that she gets closer to these shadows who she obviously can't keep herself away from. Um, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So when you're so when you're building these characters, you mentioned a little bit about Le- about Leona, but tell me a little bit more about the shadows or maybe like the types of characters yeah. you like to see in a harem. I feel like sometimes we have different types that always pop up <laughs> for us. So, so tell me a little bit about how you built their personalities. Yes. Okay. So some of it was inspired by Yona of the Dawn, but I I took a lot of 
those characters that existed in that manga and really built them out to fit into this world. So, of course, we have like the brooding, grumpy bodyguard who like is overprotective and would never let anything happen to Leona and is always going to put, you know, his body on the line to save her. Mm-hmm. We have like the um, kind of like the gorgeous stoic one who is like he's on a mission. He's got a life's purpose and he's trying to fulfill it. We've got like a shy hacker who is really good at what he does, but he's lacking a little in the self-esteem department um, and he's very sweet. Um, and then we've got, I do we curse on here? Yes, we curse. <laughs> then we've got the fuckboy asshole who's like, <laughs> who's my, one of my personal favorites, who's like just a total dick and, but is like super sexy and like, you know, just lights Leona on fire and he's got to figure out like, you know, what does it mean for him who doesn't want to be tied down to, you know, enter into a relationship with Leona? And then we've got like the mysterious leader who's like very protective, but definitely seems to be moving the pieces around the board. Um, he's got goals that we don't know about. And he's like um, trying to think 10 steps ahead. So all in all, there's five. I think they feel very distinct. They're very unique. Um, they all kind of cover like... They, they all push Leona to be better, but in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And they all like want her to become stronger and they want her to, you know, choose a path for herself. But they also are like pretty sassy and like, you know, sometimes they bring out the best in her and sometimes they bring out the worst. Um, and it's really fun to write the banter between all of them. Yeah. No, the banter, I got <laughs> way to read it. Um, so the banter was definitely some of my <laughs> parts for sure. So we're not supposed to have a favorite, but <laughs> had to choose. Do you have a favorite? Easy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly really love them all, but my two favorites, which are very closely tied, are her bodyguard, Caspian, and then the fuckboy asshole. His name is Ryuji. <laughs> Um, they are, they are my most fun. I just love how obsessed Caspian is with her in like a, in a, like such a love, like he loves her from, and he has always loved her since they were kids. And he, all he wants is like for her to see that, you know, he would do anything for her. And then Ryuji is so much fun because he's so sassy. He's so quick witted (laughs) and he would like, he just loves to fight. So he's never going to back down. He's always going to say like the slicing thing. He's going to insert himself in there to be like, I'm going to be a dick about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I really love, which will, it happens a little bit in book one, but will really come out more in book two is um, the dynamic between Ryuji and Caspian Mm -hmm. because they are not going to get along. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly was really entertaining too, to read Leona putting him in his place too yes. <laughs> and how she would outwit him a yeah. little bit so that was like definitely one of my favorite parts that I you read such a fine version um and I have made more edits since then and I really leaned into that of like she makes no one ever stands up to Ryuji no one ever like sasses him back you know he's like dark and dangerous and like ooh, it's Ryuji broody, yeah. yeah and broody but like she does not let him get away with anything and it really throws Ryuji for a loop he's like what is she doing why why isn't she 
you know, impressed by me. And she's like, you're a dick. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be back after a short break for some advertisements for some more Why Choose books, but definitely stick around because we're going to dive a little bit more into our characters here and all the fun that comes with them. So we'll be back. Hey there, listeners. Check out Make Me by yours truly, Sunny Hart. This is the fifth book in my Unitam Realm series and tells one of my favorite stories, which is Bethany's story. Here's the blurb. In a time when the Unitam Realm teeters on the brink, Bethany stands at the crossroads of duty and desire. Her best friend, Claire, is facing a long road to recovery while she tries to rebuild a fragile realm. But before she can step up and lead, chaos breaks out and half the prisoners they captured escape. Bethany is tasked to find them along with the two men who make her life both heaven and hell, Cody Cloudmoon and Zach Ashcraft. Her lioness has claimed both of these men as her mates, but she's not allowed to have them. She's the alpha heir to her pride, and the realm still requires a leader's blessing for intermixed matings. Her mother's first, second, and third priorities are creating a strong pride, and she couldn't care less about what Bethany's lioness wants. The lies binding the Unitam realm are beginning to crumble, and Bethany must navigate the treacherous waters of politics, power, and passion, as her choices not only risk the wrath of her mother, but could also unravel the very fabric of the realm. Will she choose forbidden love, risking everything, or will the unraveling secrets of her world destroy her chance at happiness? Make Me is the final installment in the Unitam Realm series and should be read after the first four books. It is an MMFM with a happily ever after, as always. Again, that is Make Me by yours truly, Sunny Heart. And now we're headed back to the show. And we're back with Rachel. We're going to dive right back in. Um, So many authors mention that sometimes their characters will surprise them as they're writing. Has there been a moment in the story where they have surprised you? And if there has been several, tell us about some of your favorites. (laughs) All the time, nonstop, because I'm a pantser. So whatever I expect just doesn't, whatever, it just doesn't happen. We, We do our best to plan, as you know. Um, yeah, so they do surprise me. I think what ends up surprising me is um, I feel very led by their dialogue. Dialogue is kind of my favorite thing to write. And I usually write dialogue first as part of my writing process, which I know we'll, we'll get to in a second. But I normally write out the dialogue first. And what usually ends up surprising me is like how emotional they tend to get. And then with like Ryuji, for example, like some of the things that he just wants to say. Like the things that he's going to say and the way Leona's just going to clap right back. Or like there's a scene where um, there is a (laughs) – this is a little spoilery. um, (laughs) And I I can't remember if you read this version. But there is a scene where Leona can very much tell that like Caspian – has something he's not telling her. Mm -hmm. He is like, it's clear that they have romantic feelings for each other Mm -hmm. and they are developing those feelings. And like she in her head is like, this is going to come to a head at some point. And they're kind of fighting. They're Mm -hmm. fighting about something. They have a disagreement where he's always trying to protect her. And she's basically like, stop trying to protect me. Like I need to grow Mm -hmm. stronger. Yeah. So they're fighting and 
she kind of stomps away to go change her clothes and Mm -hmm. he follows after her and like busts into the door behind her and she's like changing her clothes. So so we get a little bit of like spiciness because she (laughs) is not wearing any. Um, And he's like just totally not expecting that. I didn't intend to write that. I just knew they were going to be fighting and he was going to storm after her. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I know he's coming. Let me just take my shirt off and see what happens. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I like it. All right. Let's up the stakes a bit. All right. So that was really fun because she's she's like trying to push him, but at the same time, she's like really like tired of him treating her like she's, you know, China, like she's glass. She yeah. wants to be, she wants him to say what he feels, but she also wants him to realize that she can be stronger if only he would let her be yeah 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 your own a little bit i love yeah. that yeah nice. so you mentioned that you are definitely a pants yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no plot at all or did you know where you, obviously you, you pulled some inspiration yes but tell me a little bit about how you kind of saw the story going in your head if you saw it at all <laughs> yes okay so i did have a pretty solid vision of where I want to take it as far as like vibes, but how we're getting there. I don't know. <laughs> Just and fun. this is, this is vibes. Yep. All the all aesthetic, you know? <laughs> um, and this is the fun part about being a book coach is that um, I've spent a lot of time developing my craft knowledge and also trying to figure out like, what's the best process for me? What's going to bring out my creativity? What's going to allow me to kind of remove all the barriers so that I can write as much as I need to, but also help me, also help me like execute on a book that I love and that's well remembered and or well written, like that, that works well. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I have learned that I need to have a really solid understanding of what my character's flaws are. But I do know that like some of that's going to develop as I write it. So generally I have a good idea. Okay, what are are the flaws each of my characters are dealing with? And how do those flaws like create conflict between them? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, for example, in this first book, um, Leona thinks that revenge will heal her basically. Mm -hmm. So everything that she's doing, all the choices that she's making are if she's trying to find that healing and she's prioritizing her pursuit for revenge um, like over other things. And it, it leads her and the guys into some tricky scenarios. Meanwhile, like Caspian's flaw is that he believes like duty above else. Like, mm-hmm. so that means that he often doesn't put himself first. He buries his emotions. He doesn't tell Leona how he feels. And he believes that um, he'll only be like worthy of her love once he can prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, so between the two of them, that creates a lot of interesting dynamic because he's constantly trying to keep her safe to prove he's worthy of her love as mm-hmm. her bodyguard, but yeah. she's constantly like, no revenge, revenge, revenge. <laughs> <laughs> he's diving off the cliff. She's going hard. So, um, it creates conflict between them. So I really try to understand what my character's flaws are and then the general trajectory of like, what are their goals? How are they going to shift plans to achieve those goals? So in our work as coaches, we call them pivot plans. Mm -hmm. So usually I know, like, what are our main story goals and what are, you know, Leona's pivot plans throughout the book? How is she planning to accomplish what she wants? And that gives me a lot of direction. 
when I write, but it also gives me a lot of creative freedom to like come up on the fly. Cause I, I know that she's trying to get the shadows on her side for revenge. So we're headed in that direction, but I can come up with like any different way that that's going to look like. Um, I'm usually really led by the events of the plot as I write them. I get lots of ideas, lots of inspiration, you know, as I'm writing dialogue, as I'm, as my characters are interacting, as they fight. And since I know what their flaws are, I know generally what kind of choices they're going to make, bad ones. Um, (laughs) And then that influences like the next thing that happens, um, the next plot point. Yeah. So no, no outlines for me. I will do, I'll like brainstorm ideas. I'll like sketch out what I call a plot summary, which Mm -hmm. you have, you have, we've worked on before for you. Um, But I don't ever feel like tied to it because as soon as I put that kind of I feel, I honestly feel for me, it's a barrier, but as soon as I put kind of boundaries around what I think the plot will be, it starts to feel stale mm-hmm. and I end up hitting a block. So yeah. I've learned to give myself lots of open space, lots of breathing room mm-hmm. um, to let the words flow. Yeah. I like that. So when you're in the thick of writing, tell me kind of like what a typical writing routine looks like for you because you're, you know, you run your own business and you're also a mom. So kind of when do you find your most inspired? And also when you're not inspired, kind of how do you fill your creative well? Yes. Okay. So I'm not really going to answer your question in a straight way um, (laughs) because the the answer is there isn't one. I don't have a routine, but that's what gives me, I feel like the flexibility and the ability to write whenever I need to. Mm -hmm. But like what I mean by that is my routine does not look like I sit down, I light a candle, I set my fingers to the computer and see what happens. It kind of, most of my writing happens at night Mm -hmm. um, after my daughter goes to bed. And I, the, probably the only consistent thing about my writing is that I have a laptop and I use a timer and that's it. I set, I have different apps on my phone that give me focus timers. One of the ones that I use is called Flora and I grow like a little flower and it's a, it's basically, I do a writing sprint during that time. And if I exit out of the app, it kills the flower. Mm. Um, So that's a bummer. So (laughs) I like helps me focus. (laughs) What was that called? Flora. Flora. <laughs> yeah, Flora. And then I have another app called Finch, like the bird Finch, where I'm like raising a bird and I can take it on adventures to <laughs> raise it. Um, so that app also it. has focus timers. Um, and those are very helpful for me to do writing sprints. That's probably the only, that's what I found works best for me. Besides that, mostly nighttime, I feel mostly inspired after I get my daughter to go to bed. But when I was sprinting really hard on Blood in the Water, on my current work in progress, um, it was like as soon as I could get my daughter to daycare and I could come home and start working, I had chosen to prioritize my writing over any of my other tasks. So it looked a little different for me in that case where I I was working really hard to finish this project. I really wanted to do it Mm -hmm. in a specific amount of time. So um, I would prioritize writing in the morning. And that's not usually what works for me. Um, But I did, I kind of split my writing into two periods where I would do maybe a thousand, 1500 words in the morning, and then see if I had any juice left at the end of the day to write some more. Um, And if I did great, if I didn't, then no worries. I would 
read a book. Um, so this is how I refill my well. well tons of reading, tons <laughs> of reading, uh, the occasional doom scroll. I mean, really like the frequent doom scroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> TikTok okay. rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Instagram> reels. <laughs> yeah, mostly reels, um, getting trapped. Um, and then I, I try to prioritize sleep. Um, but right now I have a toddler who's dropping a nap and she doesn't go to bed until like 10. And so I'm not sleeping until like midnight because I need time for me too. Yeah. Like I <laughs> not. Gosh. Um, so yeah, then I, I like, I really try to lead myself through like what feels right for my brain and my body at a specific time. Yeah. Um, what does my body need? I also do a lot of my writing from bed, which is my most comfortable place. So anything I can give my body and my, my body to make it feel good usually results in my brain. Um, feeling inspired, feeling rested, feeling ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you and I could talk forever, but <laughs> good. <laughs> and have talked forever. Yes. <laughs> but we are coming up on the end of our time with the Why Choose Reads podcast. But before we go, can you tell us how our listeners can connect with you and how they can find your book? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so my book is called Blood in the Water by R.E. May, um, and it's coming out in February 2024. You can find it on Amazon. It will be on Kindle Unlimited. I would love for you to go check it out. You can also connect with me on Instagram and TikTok at author.remay. And then my website is author.remay, no dot. Um, Yeah, so... I would love to connect with you. Send any reading recommendations my way. Um, I would, I'm a voracious reader. <laughs> love to soak it up. <laughs> Absolutely. And if someone wanted to connect with you for book coaching, tell us how yes. they can connect with you for that. Love it. Okay. So my Instagram for book coaching is at book coach Rachel. And you can check out our website, Golden May, at goldenmayediting.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Absolutely. And thanks so much to our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for some more REMA content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind the scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. And we will see you next time. 